Spooktober's greetings. I'm about to do something we almost never do, and that is introduce our characters. For this Halloween double shot, Tim has taken the reins and set the story in the state of Minnesota in the dead of winter. For our first character, we have Dave, a father of two boys and somewhat recently divorced. Dave the dad lives here in this very city and he's played by Chris, aka Critically Accursed. Yeah, uh, you know, thanks for paying attention to the uh, watching your language rule. Appreciate it. Our next character is Spencer. Spencer runs a Cabela's and has his own line of fishing reels that he sells. He's just flown in last night and he's ready to attend the annual fishing tournament. Unfortunately, he recently injured one arm and has it bound up in a cast. Spencer is played by Chris Riley. No, Dave's not here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Spencer. Last and probably least, we have Charlie. Charlie is a wealthy father of four children, but they are all at home with his wife, who is recovering from breast cancer. Charlie is an old friend of Dave's, and he just flew in last night to scout out the city as he considers relocating for a potential new job. Unfortunately, Charlie recently broke his ankle and is hobbling around on crutches. Yes, we have two characters wearing casts. We did not discuss this beforehand, it just happened. Charlie is played by me, Brian Bridges. Dave, what if we used my crutches like snowshoes? When we drop into the story, our characters are about to wake up on the morning of the winter festival, ready for the fishing tournament, and not suspecting what their day will actually entail. Brace yourselves for Bemidji Ijdemeb. All of you are currently staying at uh, the Lake Bemidji Hotel, which is pretty well centered uh, in downtown Bemidji. Um, 
you either live here or are currently here for various reasons, but the majority of the reason that all of you are here is the ice fishing festival that is going on on Lake Bemidji um, this weekend. And so you all got in last night, um, you stayed the night in your hotel rooms, and we will start in the morning. Okay. Good morning, Bemidji! It's 7.01 a.m. and a brisk 7 degrees outside with a chance of flurries all day. I am Mike Wolf with KAPL and this is your morning grind! Starting off the day with Braxton Barfel's seminal 2001 hit, Who Was In My Hole Last Night? And the song starts playing <laughs> and uh, all of you... Uh, all of your families, or or lack thereof, start stirring in in your hotel room, and uh, your children, if you have any, start to wake up and get the sleep out of their eyes. And immediately, uh, Dave, your kids are are rambunctious, like they're jumping on the bed, like they're excited, they're ready. Dad, 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 we're we're gonna go out on the lake today, aren't we? We're gonna go out on the lake, right? All right, well, just uh, hold your horses there. You know, we got to go through the morning routine, get some breakfast in you. So, but uh, yeah, we're going to get to the lake. Don't you worry. And they, they, bo- they both just cheer and start jumping again. And uh, we'll uh, go over to Charlie's room and you will hear the, the same radio uh, message that will wake you up. You kind of wipe the sleep from your eyes and begin your day. And the same thing with uh, you, Spencer. Is there anybody else in your room or are you also alone? Nah, I'm alone, and I immediately, like, slam my hand down on the alarm clock. Starting off the day! And I get the sleep sand out of my eyes, and I'm like, there's there's no way it's already time to get up. This, this time can't even exist. Like, oh my god. And he starts to roll over and, and sit up on the bed, not even opening his eyes yet. Dave, you, uh, get the kids, uh, washed up, brush their teeth, all that good stuff, and they're wrestling with each other as you're trying to get them out of the door of this hotel, and as you get into the hallway, you're turning around to try and close uh, the door behind you, and you bump into somebody, and you you catch their shoulder, and you turn to the side, and you see this stout, balding man with a a bushy mustache and this bright, purple Vikings parka, and he goes, hey, Watch it, dare guy. Oh, sorry about that. And he'll just, like, uh, give a cool smile and uh, kind of keep ushering the kids by. Yeah, n- no worries, dear fella. Uh, you guys going out on a lake? Oh, yeah, just getting some breakfast first. How about you? Oh, I'll be out there a bit, a bit later. Uh, name's Bill. Oh, Bill. Name's Dave. And he'll uh, stretch out a hand. Yeah, he'll give you a hearty handshake. Um, he'll grab onto your wrist and... You know, shake it a little bit longer than than most people probably do, and then he'll say, "Well, uh, good luck to you, is okay." And as that uh, finishes, I think that um, that Charlie will be also um, kind of making his way out the door, struggling with it, uh, with his crutches and all of that stuff. Um, but you would you would see him. His room is like right across the hallway from yours. Oh, yeah, then uh, just a uh, wave as Charlie's coming in, whether he sees Dave at first or not. Dave will wait patiently to be noticed. Gosh darn it. Uh, you, uh, you doing all right down there? Oh, hey there, Dave. 
No, sure, I'm fine, Dave. Don't worry about it. I got it. <laughs> Gotta learn how to use these things. Uh, Dave's gonna head over with the kiddos. Um, he totally believes you have it, but just in case you don't, he'll be on standby. One crutch hits the floor and the door slams on my broken foot. <laughs> it, my cast is like caught between the cracks of the door and the threshold. Uh, no, I, I've got Dave's it. gonna fine. help out at that point. <laughs> Let me pick up the crutch. Oh, thank you. I'll help you with the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I could have got it. Thank you, though. Yeah, don't worry about it. You, uh, uh, seen Spencer yet? No. No, yet, no. You just get up? No, n- no, no. He'll, uh, hand back the crutch and, um, kind of just, like, gesture over to Spencer's door and be like, well, we should probably wake the guy up, you know, just to make sure he doesn't miss everything going on today. Plus, going down to get breakfast here soon, so it's the most important meal of the day. He may want to join us. And, uh, Dave will go to knock on Spencer's door. I hear the knock, and I'm like, oh, oh shit. And I uh, had fallen asleep sitting up <laughs> in the same spot where I had originally gotten up, and I immediately go to rush to, like, grab some things. I, I um, there's a bunch of real components on my on the kind of desk in the hotel room there and I just let a flop the suitcase open with one arm and then with my casted arm come push all the stuff into the suitcase and then try to slip, shut it and trying to zip it with the one arm one good arm and I'm like ah, just just wait there I'm coming and uh, I, I fumble my way to the door like still like half dressed and stuff and I am I completely do not realize that I have not gotten fully dressed yet <laughs> uh, the door opens up and you see uh, you see Spencer standing there in his boxer shorts and a t-shirt I will put oh. my I will put my hands over the children's eyes <laughs> <laughs> must be awesome yes, with the crutches are we, we going to be on, on time are we going to be are we going to make it we're just going down to breakfast. You've got plenty of time to put some pants on and other things. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes and rushes back in the room and shuts the door. <laughs> and you hear stuff falling over in there. I'm excited to see the town. Oh, yeah, it's going to be nice to get out there, you know, see what's going on. But uh, the boys are really itching to get on the lake, so... Uh, Dave's gonna knock on the door again and just say, we'll, uh, meet you in the, uh, dining area. Gonna get a head start. Oh, of course, yeah. Dining area. I'm doing those long strides, and it's hard to walk next to me, because my crutches take up, like, the entire hallway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm basically just, like, hollering back at you as I lead the way down the hall, and I say, uh... I'm gonna have to pay attention to what your kids are interested in, since they'll probably... My kids will probably be interested in the same things. Oh yeah, it doesn't hurt to pay attention to what the kiddos are interested in these days. You know, it can be hard to keep up with them, so uh, every chance you get to just uh, see what they're really into, what the interests of the youngins are, it's a well-spent opportunity, I think. Okay, boomers! (laughs) And both of your kids will (laughs) high-five each other. (laughs) Dave will laugh, he doesn't understand, but they're having fun, and that's okay. (laughs) Holy shit, your kids are dank. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, what I say about watching the language? You know, kiddos are around, so. Dad, what's shit mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> he smacks him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he kicks one of my crutches out from under me. <laughs> Just a drop kick in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, the, the quality of this breakfast will tell us the quality of the hotel. So... <laughs> when you get down into um, like the lobby area where there is the where you saw that they had set up like the table where there's you know a couple of waffle makers and things like that you get down there there's nobody at the front desk you don't really know where Jackson is he's the young man who was uh, manning the uh, front desk last night but nobody seems to be around this morning and there is Nothing like there's a big clear plexiglass sort of container that you would imagine like donuts or bagels or something would normally sit in, but it's completely empty. There's a little refrigerator that you would imagine um, would normally have like a, a like waffle or pancake batter that you could take out of these cups and pull, pour into the waffle makers. Again, it is completely empty. The juice dispenser appears to have absolutely nothing in it, and there is. There's nothing like you. You can find some packets of jelly, and butter, and you know your basic condiments, and that's about it. I brace myself on one crutch as I look down at my smartwatch for the time. Uh, it's about seven thirty at this point. What happened here? I uh, don't know. This is kind of a sorry state of affairs. I'm a little bit disappointed. Can't let the kiddos go hungry, so. I'm going to see if there's a bell at the front desk. Yeah, absolutely. As you go up there, you start to see um, Spencer coming down the hall. He looks like uh, Guy Fieri, but like <laughs> down on his luck. <laughs> and then like uh, instead of like the sort of yellow bleach in his hair, it's all like gone kind of white and gray. <laughs> and he's just got like, like the underneath bags of his eyes, like even have their own bags. And, uh, yeah, he's he's looking rough, but he's just barely trying to hold it together. And he's got his arm in his sling. It's no use, Spence. It looks like it's all gone. We may have to go out to eat. Uh, um, yeah, sure. You can tell he's, like, still just trying to, to wake up. Um, what kind of stuff do they have around here, anyway? That's a good question. Uh, do they have, like, local brochures in, like, the front lobby? Is there, okay, first of all, is there, like, no one here? Is there anyone around at all? So you saw that guy in the Vikings parka, um, right? And you've seen a couple of other people like milling about, but none of them have been employees. They've all—they're uh, all, you know, wearing like camo and things like that. You'd imagine that they're here um, to go ice fishing as well. And one of them actually comes up, and he looks kind of up and down the what is supposed to be the buffet, and like looks at it a couple of times, and then looks over at you, Dave, and he goes, "What the fuck?" Thought we came here to get some fucking breakfast and they got nothing? Language. Oh, right. <laughs> Dave just kind of points at the kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. Don't say fuck. It's a bad word. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thanks for the effort. And uh, yes, this is quite a sorry state of affairs. Um, do you happen to know any other uh, places we can grab some food around here? There's a couple of diners, uh, you know, down the road if you're heading towards the lake. Otherwise, there's a McDonald's around the block. Oh, the kiddos do like McDonald's. But uh, if there's diners along the way to the uh, lake, then I think that's uh, right up our alley. 
Did I find the bell at the front desk? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And you can um, ring it. And you actually rang it the instant that you got there. And you've been waiting while this uh, while this other stuff has been going on. And nothing. Like, you ding it a couple more times and nobody comes. I'm going to be one of those really awkward customers <laughs> that walks behind the desk <laughs> into the back office. <laughs> oh? So you look and you see that... Uh, Back here, there's an there's like a little office area, and there's also like a little kitchenette that you would imagine that somebody probably comes in and prepares the majority of the stuff that would go on to the buffet for breakfast. But nothing's on. None of the hoods or ranges are on. Um, it's relatively dark and not cold, but it's not hot like you would expect in a, you know in a busy kitchenette or at least something that should have been operating since four a.m. this morning for sure. I'm going to walk out and say, I think they had a union strike and went home. Oh, good for them. Yeah, I can't be too mad about that then. Uh, but we can just catch food on the way to the lake. I would be riding with Dave, so Charlie's just going to be kind of following him. <laughs> I feel like Dave's driving everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave, you probably, uh, you probably rented a... Um, a large four by four um, pickup with an extended cab. So, you know, um, one of the adults is gonna have to sit in the back with the kids, but it's a fairly reliable vehicle, especially considering how snowy it is in February in Minnesota. And so uh, as you guys head out, you go and you immediately realize that it snowed a ton last night. You see that somebody shoveled off the sidewalk in front of the hotel. that the parking lot has been plowed out, but unfortunately that also means that directly behind your truck is a large amount of snow that must be removed before you'll be able to leave. I, Dave does that thing where he just stands there looking at it with his hands on his hip just for a <laughs> while, uh, thinking about the process of removing it and whether or not it's worth doing. Dave falls into dad stance. Yes, exactly. He does a lot of <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about this. Uh, <laughs> like I said, for a while. <laughs> oh, man, Dave, doesn't that tear it? I'd help, but, you know, my arm. Right. That's, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, even if we had several shovels, it'd really just be me digging us out uh, at this point. I mean, the kiddos would help until they get bored. And my, do they get bored fast these days? So, do they have Jeez. Uber and Bimichi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would imagine, but you would also imagine that it's probably going to take a while for any Uber to get to you. Um, as you guys are having this conversation, I would say that uh, the Uber's got to come from Saint Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you've probably been out here for. You know, a decent little 15 minutes, so it's it's getting closer to 8 o'clock at this point, and um, you get done staring at this uh, at this snow pile, and you're deciding whether or not you want to actually bother to remove all of this snow, and you see Jackson, the front desk clerk, he's walking up, and he's got um, six or seven boxes that, you know, he's got them um, kind of underneath his chin, where he's using his chin and his arms to kind of, like, hold them together so that he can walk inside and he uh, gets to the doorway and looks back and says, oh, hey, uh, 
Sorry, um, could could one of you please get the door for me? Oh, I got it. I got it. I'll hobble towards him with my crutches. <laughs> he's like standing there and he's struggling to hold this shit as you're slowly crutching your way over there. And <laughs> I struggle with this heavy door. I feel like Dave wants to help, but he doesn't want to be like, you can't do it. So he's. I think Charlie drops, a, he drops another crutch again as he stumbles with his door. And then he's trying to pick it up, and it's a whole ordeal. Y- you know what? Don't, don't, don't worry about it there, guy. And he kind of like puts one foot into the handle and quick jerks his foot back, and then he stuffs his elbow into the door <laughs> and sort of forces it open. And uh, I don't know. I got it. I got it. I got to learn to do no, this on no, my no, own. No, 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 it, no. It's I fine. I don't need help. Please. I don't need help. For the love of God, please. Just go back by your friends for a second. I'll be right back, okay? I'll walk away defeated. He walks inside for maybe two minutes, and then he comes back out, and he says, uh, Hey, you know, I'm real sorry about the continental breakfast and all, but uh, I did go down to the Dunkin', and I picked up some donuts and some coffee and some OJ, if you're interested. Uh, Where is everybody? Oh, so um, Anita had to call in this morning because uh, there was too much snow at the end of her driveway, so she wasn't able to get here for four. So we ain't got no breakfast, you know, because I didn't get here until, uh, I don't know, maybe, and he checks his watch, and he has an old-fashioned um, analog watch, and I got here maybe 6.30, somewhere around there. If you don't mind, we were going to go to a diner, but the car is stuck here, so we're all hungry. Oh, how about you just go inside, you get some donuts, some coffee, some OJ in your bellies. I'll uh, go and get some of the boys and uh, get in your truck loose. How's that sound? Hey, we're going to do a trade. Oh, yeah, I was listening. Uh, Still just thinking about the snow pile, but I was definitely listening. I think some coffee and some donuts sounds great. Well, the trade is for the coffee and donuts. He's also going to... That's not a trade. Yeah, bit confused there. He's actually helping. He's helping us out twice. We owe him twice. Are you trying to give Dave's kids away? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'll meet you inside, and I'm gonna struggle with the door again. Yeah, Dave's gonna let him struggle with the door. <laughs> yeah, I'd help you with that door, but you know, my arm. <laughs> I'm just standing there, with my one arm completely free. <laughs> Jackson will watch you do it for a second and he'll like kind of shrug and he'll walk off uh, you assume somewhere to go and get some shovels but you're not really sure oh did you say Jackson yeah Jackson is the front desk clerk oh I, I wrote down Jetson <laughs> <laughs> yeah no totally Jetson yep perfect this is so fucking Midwest so far <laughs> <laughs> Two-thirds of the country will turn this off immediately, but that one-third will be absolutely <laughs> enthralled. Finally, representation in the media. It's good to know your target audience. All we ever got was Fargo. This will be their in-game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you guys finish eating, and... And, uh... Your kids, um, Jason and Sean, they have eaten 
so many donuts at this point that they're they're borderline shaking. You know what I mean? Like they're they're like Beavis when he's got the t-shirt over his head to be gr- the great Cornholio, where he's just like gyrating in place. You uh didn't drink any of the coffee, did you? No, but you would imagine that the orange juice that they got is probably full of sugar as well. So between the donuts and the orange juice, not a great start to the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, at this point, noticing that Dave's going to like stand up, grab what remains of his coffee and just like peek out the window to see how they're coming along, digging out the car. Uh, You see that there's actually four guys out there right now and they look practically done. Oh, nice. He was kind of hoping to um, have the kids help dig to burn off some energy, but that's fine, too. Um, you do notice, looking out the window, though, that the that it's starting to pick up on uh, with the snow. It's uh, starting to come down a little bit, for sure. Huh. What's the um, weather forecast like for today? Well, you heard on the radio that there's a chance of flurries all day, um, mm-hmm. and it's about... It's about seven degrees. It was about seven degrees this morning when you woke up. You would imagine that it's probably warmed up since then, since it is snowing. And normally it's a bit above 20 in order to get a decent little flurry. And so you'd imagine that it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20 to 25 at this point. So heat wave in Bemidji. Uh, Yeah, okay. Then Dave's going to turn to everyone and say, um, well, looks like they got the car pretty much dug out. Uh, Snow's kind of coming in, though, so... Uh, we could probably take off. Just gotta drive real slow, real careful, like, you know. And if it gets too bad, we'll have to turn around, but I really don't want to miss out in the lake if we don't gotta. Well, if you get stuck again, I'll help you push. <laughs> he, Dave, gives a look. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right. You know that you have to take um, you have to take I seventy four um, about fifteen minutes to the northeast in order to get to Lake Bemidji, and the plows have definitely been through. It's it's not awful, but there's a decent amount of slush. The roads are still pretty uh, slick. You put it into into four wheel drive pretty much immediately, and. Uh, you realize that this trip is probably going to take maybe 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more, depending upon how slow you're going to end up having to go, but you're not in a hurry. You guys are on vacation, and so you start, uh, you start heading. All right, Dave. Yeah? Do you think we'll have time at some point to just swing by some place that might have gift cards? Well, I don't see why not. Uh, I'm sure we'll pass some places on the way, either to or from. Probably both, if we take the same route. And also, uh, uh, what do you call those? Uh, like postcards, you know? I think you call them postcards. <laughs> My wife would just be delighted if I sent her some of those things, just as a, as a thinking of you. <laughs> Dave kind of has a thousand yard stare at the mention of your place. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks to himself must be nice <laughs> there's a pretty 
large truck stop um, off the side of this highway um, coming up rel- relatively soon if you'd like to stop. You would imagine that they probably have some pretty cheap and, and lame gifts, but gifts nonetheless. Dave. Yeah. Do you think they'd have anything at that place? Well, it's worth a shot. Uh, we have the whole day ahead of us, so let's pull in and find out. And he will. Uh, he's right. driving exactly the speed limit, unless that is still too dangerous, then he's driving five below, but no higher than the speed limit. 100% there would be a pickup truck, like, ten feet off your bumper. <laughs> You've been <in> the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, so... You're probably doing about 45 in a 55 right now, just because conditions aren't great and you absolutely do have a giant lifted truck with a confederate flag that's billowing <laughs> in the wind in the back end of it and they're they're just riding your ass as and you pull off into the thing and they honk and honk and honk and flip you off a bunch and then speed down the road and uh you pull into this large truck stop and there are a massive number of pumps, all of which are incredibly wide to accommodate trucks. Um, you you notice that the travel plaza itself is also relatively large. It has a diner attached to the side of it, and inside is the cheapest tchotchkes that you have ever seen in your entire life, all marked up to you know two or three hundred percent what they should be costing. Um, so you know you've you've got like little um, like little Minnesota Viking um, uh, like mascot bobblehead things, and they're thirty five dollars. Um, you know you've got uh, like T shirts that say uh, "With love from Bemidji," and you know those are those are uh, also like forty bucks. Like there are postcards and and just all sorts of Bemidji things. There's some really, really nice handmade wool blankets. Um, you know that Bemidji is actually relatively close to a reservation, and um, it's not uncommon for handmade uh, goods to be sold uh, in and around Bemidji, and so you would imagine that this is probably one of those types of things. This this blanket is uh, $300, however. It's very expensive, but very nice, very high quality. Um, you know, and then they've got beer and hot dogs and all of the standard gas station bullshit as well. Uh, Charlie's going to pick up like one of everything, because if I'm going to roleplay a rich guy, I'm going to live it up. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> He's got the blanket, too. The $300 blanket. Oh, dude. So when you start <laughs> slapping things down, like you're dropping crutches and <laughs> moving things over, and you're like knocking over displays that are on the counter, you know, all of the impulse buy stuff, like... You send probably 30 lighters just clattering down onto the ground on the other side of the counter next to the clerk. And he is like trying to help you with this. And you're like, no, 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 I've got it. He's just got this look like you can see this vein is just bulging in his forehead as he is absolutely furious, but keeping the nicest face on as uh, you you destroy his uh, counter. Every time I go on a business trip, I gotta buy the wife for gifts, you know? You know what I mean, Dave? Gotta keep the wife happy. Oh, yeah, of course, Charlie. You understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Around this time, you see, uh, 
Spencer from uh, like across the truck stop and he's over in like the fishing gear section and you see him walk over there and then just like throw his hands up in the air and yell out extremely loud fuck (laughs) (laughs) and then he comes like running up to you guys he's like oh I can't believe this happened I hate to say this to you I forgot my suitcase back in the room after I went back in to change oh all my reels are in there. I have nothing to show with the show. How, how long did it take us to get here from the, um... You you are maybe, like, five, ten minutes away from where you were. You could pretty easily go back if you oh, wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're not that far out. We can just uh, turn around and uh, go grab that. I'd hate for you to show up empty-handed. Oh, you guys are doing me a great favor. I love you like a brother, man. His wife left him. I mumbled to the cashier guy. I'm just explaining a joke that took place like five minutes ago. What the fuck? What was that? (laughs) The clerk looks at you and he goes, I don't fucking care, dude. That's why I was making the joke about gotta keep the wife happy. I still don't fucking care, dude. Are you going to pay for this or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to charge you for those lighters you knocked over too, man. (laughs) I'll pull out like a a platinum card or some shit. Your Amex Black? (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you you pay for all of it. Um, It it seems incredibly inflated over the price tags that you saw, but you have a bunch of money, so you don't really even think twice about it so you swipe your card and he bags up all of your stuff i mean you have a bunch of bags like it takes a it takes him a while with all of these just tiny uh, plastic bags that you know say have a nice day on them with a little smiley face and uh some of them are slung around the screws of my crutches and the <laughs> shoulder handles and oh my god Dave, dude dave's gonna ha- have the kids help you carry stuff they're pumped about it. They grab onto bags and they just start darting out into the parking lot to the truck. <laughs> Don't go in the street. Okay, Boomer! And they giggle again. <laughs> <laughs> Little bastards. <laughs> no cap, for real, for real. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So you get into the truck and you start driving back to the hotel and the snow is starting to pick up a little bit more. Um, Large flakes that are falling down fast. They're melting against the windshield relatively quickly. You get back to the hotel and um, Spencer, you can go ahead and go in and get your reels from your room. Are you doing anything else while you're in there or is that it? Yeah, I'm just like power walking. Uh, (laughs) The kind of power walking where you look like you're going fast, but you're actually going the same exact speed. <laughs> it's just walking, but with arm swings. Yeah, like when somebody's like walking across the road and they see a car coming, but when they, they do that sort of shuffle. <laughs> to make it look like there's an effort there, but there just isn't. So y'all are waiting in the truck for a good 15 minutes before Spencer reappears um, out the doorway and he starts walking to the vehicle and he gets into the front seat and y'all can be on your way. 
Oh, good. Charlie's sitting in the back with the kids. That's perfect. Yeah, we'll uh, venture out then. give you the update about my wife's cancer? No, uh, how's it going there? Well, she's recovered from the mastectomy pretty well. I think she's she's a pretty tough girl. That's good to hear. Yeah, she's been taking care of the kids while I'm away, and, uh, you know, the neighbor helps, but I'm pretty proud of her, really. Oh, that's good news. Uh, you know, I always, uh, keep your uh, family in mind, think about you a lot. And I think about you and your family a lot, Dave. Dave smiles, like glancing back in the rearview mirror at you. How's your wife? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) (laughs) Ex-wife. How's your ex-wife doing? Did you hear from her? Oh, yeah, we, uh, we stay in touch, you know, mostly to coordinate when I can pick up the kiddos. Uh, that's about it. She's uh, seeing someone new, though. Uh, shit, I have to think of a name. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, what's his name? Hold on, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, she's just dated so many people <laughs> since we got the divorce. What's this one's name? Oh, uh, I think this one's Bradley. Bradley. No, it's Gerald. He's Gerald, and Gerald's so fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, you kids like Gerald, huh? Yeah! Oh, yeah. Never stop talking about him. Yeah, I knew a Jerry once. Uh, Jerry was a race car driver. The snow is coming down heavy. Much heavier than the news let on. The windshield wipers are swishing snow aside aggressively. The kids are loudly talking about absolute nonsense in the back seat. Loud giggles of... And the sounds of strain as they wrestle with each other. You can hear as uh, Charlie grunts a few times as they, you know, kick into his broken leg. And, and they're, just, they're just being incredibly rambunctious in the backseat at this point. Hey, Dave, speaking of race car drivers, uh, don't you think you're going a little fast? You know, I was thinking about the same thing. You know, I should probably slow it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, bring it down to a cool thirty-five, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, kids, if you can just uh, you know settle down a little bit. Uh, weather's picking up. Got to really uh, focus. Turn off the dome light. Your dad's trying to drive. <laughs> the bellow of an air horn wrenches your attention back to the view in front of you. The glistening black tractor, barely visible between the flakes, has a trailer jackknifing through the snow and over the yellow delineation. Snow and slush flying off either side of the cab as it begins to overcorrect, and you can see the wide eyes of the driver between the flakes as he stares into yours. Please go ahead and uh, roll dexterity to try and uh, avoid the semi. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> uh, standard D&D rolls, just add a modifier. Uh, Is that what we're doing? No, for... you're uh, you're trying to roll under the score that you had uh, set. Gotcha. So uh, you roll the d20, okay. you're trying to get under whatever the score is. 
Uh, seven is below 12, so I think that's good. Sounds good. Okay. So the air horn is bellowing and everything is so loud. You can hear the screeching of tires and you swerve quickly off to the side and everybody goes airborne for a second before your seatbelts lock you back down into place. And you begin to just bounce and bounce and bounce through this ditch for a second. And then eventually it just, everybody lurches forward and you can feel your neck strain for a second before you eventually slam back into your seats. And Dave, you... You hit the gas a few times and you can hear the tires, they're spinning, they're spinning in the snow and they're spinning some more and you're kind of looking around and you see that there is the semi, it's it's behind you, it's it's currently in the ditch and you can see some smoke and some fire and something behind you must have gotten struck with it, but you are all currently safe and sound in the ditch and the vehicle is still running, it just appears to be stuck. (sighs) Holy, holy poop. Here's everyone all right. Can I roll a constitution check to see if I poop my pants? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. All right, I got a two, so, yep, that's a pass. Okay. Um, As as you guys are kind of sitting there for a second, Jason bellows out, Let's do that again! (coughs) I don't think so. Uh, Dave's going to just breathe heavily for a little bit like white knuckle grip on the steering wheel um yeah i'm just sort of shaking (laughs) well you better make sure everyone's okay and i'll fumble with my crutches as i try to open the car door and get out roll me a dexterity absolutely a fail Okay, so you open up the door and you try and get out and you immediately get tangled up with the seatbelt and the, the truck itself and you face plant into deep snow. Like you're almost in, entirely enveloped in it as you uh, fall into the, into the ditch and you would imagine that there's probably a good three or four feet in this ditch at this point. <coughs> oh, listen. Listen, I Oh, uh, Dave, I'm fine, but we lost Chuck. Yeah, uh, kiddos, you, st- you stay buckled in back there, and uh, Dave's gonna also leave the vehicle to try to help Charlie. It's like the more I try to push myself out, the deeper my hands go in the snow. <laughs> As he gets out, uh, I'm gonna turn back to the kids. Well, I guess I'll stay here and watch you. You realize that was a Primus reference, right? That, that joke from earlier, Jerry was a race car driver. Primus song. Jason looks you dead in the eyes and he goes, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> that one was super deserved. Um, you have no problem with dealing with the snow. I mean, it, it's deep, but you also have functional legs and arms, Dave. So yeah, you're you're. No problem. You get over there and you, uh, you know, help Chuck get up out of the snow and you get his crutches back under him. <sighs> I could have done it. I could have. I, I wish I had it, but. Oh, I know. I figured I'd just speed up the process a little. Here's your crutch back. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Uh, but since you're out here, why don't you help me uh, take a look at what we got, what we're dealing with here. See if we can't uh, get this thing free. Yeah. Dave's going to mosey around the car, giving a very stern, fatherly look over the situation he has put us in. So you are up to the frame in snow at this point. Like, all of your tires are 
almost in, entirely enveloped in snow, and it's, like I said, up to the frame of it. He does that thing that he did in the parking lot with the giant <laughs> snow <laughs> Hands on the hip, he just looks at it. <laughs> There's probably not, like, an emergency shovel in the rented vehicle that he got, so I don't even think we have anything that could be used to dig out, even if he wanted to, so he just stands there thinking about it for a good five to ten. Oh, yeah, this is, uh... Not too great. Dave, what if we used my crutches like snowshoes? Dave looks at you and <laughs> blinks a few times. We'll put them under the tires and they can drive off without the crutches. Those are uh, certainly ideas you got there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> certainly ideas. Uh, so uh, why don't we... Um, we should check on the truck. He hasn't gotten out yet, I don't think. Yeah, how far away is the truck from us? You would imagine that it's maybe 500 feet behind you um, on the other on the other side in the ditch. Okay, and how far away from the hotel did we get by this point? Uh, let's call it like 20 minutes. So you're probably about halfway there with how fast you were driving. So you're kind of in the middle of nowhere at this point. I'll check on the driver. I start hobbling my way towards the 500 feet. <laughs> Dave is a... Yeah, that's fine. You do it. <laughs> Dave is going to stop you. As you're making your way towards the road, um, a large truck goes past you, and it kind of like swerves... Not swerves. It, it, it maneuvers itself a little bit further away from you, but that does not prevent it from spraying you with all sorts of water and slush as you're <laughs> right next to the shoulder of this road. Ah. And you are now soaked. Just fucking soaked to the bone. Ah, gee, did. <laughs> Dave? Uh, yeah, did you get hit by that? You a bit wet, huh? Gee, did. <laughs> Alright, well, you should uh, come back over here. Can't have you wandering around if you're soaking wet. I'll start hobbling back. Will beat him halfway to help him. I'm gonna. Back as to soon as we finally get to each other, I'm gonna whisper. That means goddamn. I get it. <laughs> I didn't want the kids to hear me. Yeah. Uh. You know. Thanks for paying attention to the uh, watching your language rule. Appreciate it. But uh, let's get you back in the car. When you open the car door, you hear uh, Spencer explaining to the kids. No, you see, when you say Primus sucks, it means you actually like him. <laughs> Just the, every concert you, you'd ever go to with them, everybody shouted, Primus sucks, Primus sucks. And it means you like him. Get it? What the fuck? Dad, is Primus in Fortnite? <laughs> Well, you know full well, I don't know what a fortnight is, so. <laughs> fortnight is two weeks. <laughs> no, it's where all those dances come from. All right, I'm done with the game. I'm going to head out, guys. <laughs> Sister starts flossing. This <laughs> 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 <His> cast on. <laughs> it's a great, great one shot. Glad to call it here. It's been fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I get the current generation. No cap, for real, for real. I can't stop imagining Primus in Fortnite. <laughs> uh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Come and lay down by me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, you all have cell phones, and it is the modern day. Like, just to let you know, it is the modern day. You all have cell phones. FYI. Yeah, Charlie's gonna check his smartwatch again, and then he's gonna uh, call the hotel. I think. Calling Bemidji Hotel. Bemidji Hotel. How can I help you? We have a problem up here. Uh, we ran into a truck and got off into the road. And <laughs> you remember the guys that helped us before? Are they still available? Uh, this this isn't the police department, sir. <laughs> Who is this? We didn't, we didn't really want to get the police involved. <laughs> Fuck the popo. <laughs> All that. Whoa, language! You did so good out there. <laughs> Well, here in Bemidji, we back the blue. I'm just saying. Oh. Do the blue have shovels? <laughs> well, probably, but I mean, you know, it's a bit of a day out there, so I would imagine that they're probably going to be a little bit before they'll be able to get to you. You got plenty of gas or no? That's not the problem. The problem is we're in, like... Well, I, when I fell into the snow, I couldn't get out because of the crutches, see? Right, but you got gas so you can keep yourself warm to the poke oh, right? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I guess we gotta wait then. It would be faster if you could send those fellas, because we're not far from the hotel. So, hey, let me get this straight. You got stuck in the ditch, so you want me and my friends to come out there and get stuck in the ditch with you? We haven't left a Yelp review yet and you didn't really give us a great breakfast just uh, alternative breakfast and i'm just thinking if you want the five stars man i don't own this place i don't give a fuck oh it's that union thing again what all right we'll wait for the popo okay hey dave dave uh i feel like while you were on the phone uh, maybe Dave and Spencer could have chatted about because Dave's gonna think someone should go check on the dude in the truck. The other person should call someone else while Charlie's on the phone with the hotel. So Dave's fine going to check on the truck since he's not in a cast. If you're fine watching the kids, Spence. Oh, Dave's not here. Yeah, all right. All right. I I guess I'll call the law. Spencer and Charlie, you both start hearing. Uh, Ow! Ow! And the boys are, like, taking turns punching each other as hard as they can in the chest. <laughs> and, like, they're, they're just doing it over and over. Like, one will just present his chest to the other one, and the other one will just punch him right in the solar plexus. And the one that got punched will yell out and then punch the other one in return. And they just kind of keep doing this as you guys are on the phone. Who are you calling, Spencer? Uh, I'm... Calling 911. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you hear in the background, You're a G-darn turd! 
No, you're a G darn turd. No, you are. You're like a boomer. No, you're like a boomer. And you're, uh, you hear it ringing a few times, and then you hear. I thought that, that was after they picked up. I was like, oh my so god. I. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> and you hear, uh, Bemidji Police Department, what is your emergency? <clears throat> we went off the road, and, uh, uh, another a truck, a, a big wheeler, went off the road too. Uh, we don't know if he's okay or not, but we're stuck. Okay, where are you at right now? Um, in a field. Uh, you would know that you're on I-74. You may not know exactly where, but you're on I-74 northeast of Bemidji. Uh, all I say is in a field. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, hold on, stay on the line, we're gonna have to... We're gonna have to triangulate the GPS in your uh, in your cell phone. You got that on for us or no? Oh yeah, that's what I'm calling you on. There's there's no payphones out here. Yeah, nobody's got payphones anymore. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? You y'all got a decent amount of gas to keep yourselves warm? I'm gonna lean over and look at the gas gauge. Uh, it's it's like uh, it's like uh, seven eighths of a tank at this point. So you've got plenty, especially with a. A large Ford 4x4 four four like this. Oh, yeah, we got plenty. Okay, so uh, we're going to recommend that you uh, only run the heat for about 15 minutes at a time, or if it becomes more necessary than that, but try and use as much body heat as possible, unless one of you gets wet. And then I guess you got to run as much heat as you can. Okay, yeah, one of us did get... Uh get pretty wet and um, uh, another passing by truck splashed him with a lot of slush. Well, I wish that they would have stopped and tried to help you, but uh, nothing we can do about that now. Um, yeah, and he's in crutches and I'm in a cast and these kids have never even heard of Primus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. That's that's real good to know. Um, so like I said, try and uh, conserve the gas and we'll have someone there as soon as possible. Okay, thank you. And give us a call back if uh, things get any worse, okay? Will do. All right. And uh, she'll hang up the phone. Yeah, I just got off the phone with the cops. They're leaving us here to die. (laughs) (laughs) So are the hotel employees. Ow! You're a turd! Boomer turd, turd, turd! Hey, you kids know that we're not boomers, right? I'm only 40. How long does that mean until you're going to die? I heard that 40 is close to dying. Are you going to die? I am going to live probably longer than you are the way you're punching each other in the chest. Is Dave in the car right now? (laughs) No, he left. Uh, No, Dave is uh, going to check on the semi. All right, I finally, like, switched the script on them, and I'm like, all right, listen, you little shits. (laughs) 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 If you guys don't shape up right now, on God... You're gonna die. <laughs> what? <laughs> they both look really wide-eyed at each other. They look at you, they look at Charlie, and they get real quiet. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then I just look at uh, at Charlie and I'm like, kind of wink at him. Charlie gets real quiet too. <laughs> okay, so Dave, you have made your way over to the semi at this point. It is on its side. Um, you can see that there is 
some sort of a liquid that's leaking from the vehicle itself. It's uh, melting uh, all of the snow around it, and you can see the brown, dead grass below it. Um, and you can also see the through the windshield, it, it's been broken. There's uh, glass everywhere, and the driver of the vehicle, he's sort of laying on the side. There's snow um, around his head and a lot of red. Well, that's no good. Um, yeah, Dave has to try to help. Um, and to do that, he's going to need to approach, probably try to um, see if he can't get this guy free uh, and away from this vehicle as quickly as he possibly can. Roll strength, please. Okie dokes. Uh, that would be a fail. Okay. So you are trying to make your way into the the cab through the front windshield that's been broken. You kick off a couple of pieces of jagged glass so that you don't cut yourself when you're going in and you start trying to wrench the seatbelt free and it, it just, it appears to be stuck. Like you cannot get the, the button mechanism to work and to release it and you cannot get him free. And every time that you tug on it, it only serves to lock it up. And, and you, you, do you happen to have a knife on you? I mean, you are a fisherman, it's, it's possible. I was just about to say, I think it makes sense for him to have, like, a multi-tool on him, since he was planning to go out fishing, so... Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, try that. The knife might not be the sharpest in the world, but anything will probably help a little bit more than just trying to rip it open, or rip it apart. Yeah! You, um, it takes you a little while to start sawing through this, because like you said, your knife on, on this multi-tool is not sharp at all. As a matter of fact, it's incredibly dangerous because of the fact that it's not sharp. It's just a a dull uh, a dull implement but you managed to saw through this uh, seat belt after a decent like 15 minutes of working and you managed to wrench this gentleman free you you do your best to you know not get him cut on any more pieces of glass but ultimately there's not a whole lot that you can do because you can support his front half or his back half and so you choose to you know kind of get your arms underneath his uh underneath his shoulders and kind of like a cow catcher and sort of drag him out and so hopefully his legs just will be fine in the meantime and and you manage to get him free of the uh of the vehicle and you pull him maybe 15 feet clear and you're trying to assess the situation and you see that there is a large gash across his forehead that's very deep you can see that there is white bone behind it and it's gushing this deep dark red blood um and what would you like to do dave doesn't have a lot of medical knowledge so he needs to choose between prioritizing tending to the wound or getting this guy back to the car and i think he's going to choose the uh ladder um just uh, get him back to the car and then kind of deal with it from there okay so you start you look and you're like looking at the highway and you don't happen to see any cars going across and so you decide that you're going to start dragging him to the other side and you get him down towards the ditch you get him closer to the uh to the truck and i think at this point everybody else would see uh you dragging this trucker to the vehicle if they would like to get out and do anything oh my god charlie look he's dragging that other guy Go and help him. This doesn't look... Yeah, yeah I'll get on it. 
Charlie's gonna hobble <laughs> his crutches towards the pair of dudes. I, I hope you fall out of the car I can't get stuck in the snow. Roll me dexterity, please. Fucking hell. Alright. Fail. Okay. So yet again you <laughs> pop this door open and get tangled up in the seatbelt and just fucking face plant into the same spot that you created before. But this time it hurts a lot more because it's not soft, fluffy snow. It's snow that you've already kind of compacted down and uh, has, you know, been been uh, made to be a lot more solid. And so it's more of a thunk instead of just a floof. <laughs> when he closes the door, uh, Spencer kind of gets a little chill and rubs his hands together and then turns the heat up in the truck <laughs> every time they open that door. <laughs> I will uh, use my crutches as climbing poles to try and climb my way out of this. Roll strength. Uh, fail. Okay. You kind of get up, you support yourself for a second um, with your crutch, and all of a sudden the crutch just slips out from under you and you just go feet fully into the air and land basically on your shoulders and neck area. (laughs) Dave, you have gotten the trucker over at this point and you have watched as Charlie is... Basic, he basically looks like Goofy in any of the Goofy cartoons, doing literally anything. Just a tall, lanky guy falling all over the fucking place. Dave's going to prioritize getting the trucker in the car before helping Charlie out of the snow yet again. You, uh, you shoo the kids over to the side, and you kind of look at, at, uh, at Sean for a second, and he seems white like the the color from his face is gone as you start to try and maneuver this trucker into the seat and his head is sort of just lolling around at uh these very kind of unnatural angles and there's this very low and shallow breath that's coming as his chest rises and uh you find that the best way to kind of keep him upright is to fasten the seat belt and quick give it a tug so that it locks and so you do that. Oh, alrighty then. Uh, Alright, kiddos, I know this is a bit scary, but uh, I'm going to need you to put on your uh, brave faces here. And uh, uh, Spencer, you know anything about uh, first aid? Not a thing. Great. So uh, you just keep sitting there. I'm going <laughs> to help Charlie out of the snow again. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but uh, we'll go through the routine once more. I tried to stop him from going out there, but it, I, there was nothing I could do. Dave just nods. And we'll help Charlie out of the snow. Hey, Dad. My tummy doesn't feel so good. Uh, Sean says that to you. Uh, I'll just uh, take it easy there. If you feel like you need to throw up, um, you know, do it. Uh, open the car door and just do it outside the car. You might be here for a little bit. He immediately forces himself over Jason and he opens up the door and leans out and just vomits everywhere. And uh, Charlie, that is also where you happen to be laying. (laughs) (laughs) 
least it's warm. <laughs> Dave does that thing he did in the parking lot again, this time looking at Charlie, hands on his hips, just going, Ah, oh, uh, all right. Okay. You see Jason is looking at this, and his mouth goes, uh, uh, and he just <laughs> ralphs everywhere as well, and Sean sees this, and he also starts to, uh, uh, and now they're both just projectile vomiting at this point. I think they have to run out eventually. So. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they, they, I mean, like, they do this for, you know, a, a solid, like, 30 seconds or so, and then, um they spit and they're kind of like just looking dazed you know as most people do after they've lost their breakfast and uh, they wipe their mouths and they look at you like and you actually start to get a funny feeling in your stomach as well it just kind of does a little bit of a flip and it's not the blood like you know it, 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 you've been hunting and fishing the majority of your life like that's not the part that seems to be bothering you it, it feels like Maybe you ate something bad, but you're not sure. Like, it's your stomach is just gurgling and doing flips on you. All right. he's uh, Dave's going to try to power through it to help Charlie out. Um, he's going to tell the kids if there's, like, room in the back back of the car for them to, like, lay down. Uh, that's what he's going to ask them to do since they just threw up everything in their stomach. Um, and then we're going to get Charlie in the car, get the car closed up, and <laughs> try to stay warm for a little bit. Uh, Charlie will try to use the snow to get the puke off of him. Yeah, it it does. It's not that hard. Um, aside from the stuff that is soaked into your clothes, yes. you're fairly easily able to brush the rest of it off. Um, your shirt is kind of stiff at this point because it's been so wet and you've spent so much time in the cold that it's uh, it, it's definitely frozen a little bit. Oh, he, he does not look good. No, uh, well, the situation isn't too great all around. Uh, Spencer, did you call the police? I did. They said that they'd, you know, never come here, basically. They're going to take their time. That's they, what they, they said? Get this. They told me to turn down the heat. Like, I'm going to do that. Well, if we don't know how long we're going to be here, we have to try to ration the fuel you know it's a big truck i'm sure it's got a lot of a lot of fuel in the tank oh yeah but if we're stuck here for like many many hours we don't want to blow through all the fuel and then be stuck here for several hours more without a way to heat up you know hey well maybe if the the truck gets hot enough for long enough time it'll melt through the snow and then we'll get traction and be able to get back out of here um if it were a life and death situation, we might be able to all pile into the trucker's truck and turn that heat on. Trucker's truck was like on its side, total leaking gasoline and on fire, right? <laughs> uh, yes, correct. And the windows were smashed. Like, you do not think that that is a viable option at all, Dave. Right. Uh, I don't think that's a viable option at all, Charlie. So... <laughs> But uh, what you should do is uh, at least take off the wet shirt you got there, because that's not going to do you any good. Uh, stay close to the heater. Try to heat up. I'm going to see what I can do for this fellow back here. And, uh, well, we'll just kind of go from there. And Dave's going to turn 
down the heat a little bit if it was cranked all the way up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is totally fucking cranked. Like, it is as high as the heat will go. I feel like I'm babysitting four children. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Correct. Yes, you are. Perfect. Good. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So how how bad is this guy? Uh, he does not look good. Uh, Spencer, your stomach starts to feel upset as well. <clears throat> hey, uh, just a question, kids. Um, what'd you feel like a little bit ago before you ralphed all over our friend here? Are we allowed to talk so we won't die now? Yeah, just don't be obnoxious. Wait, what? <laughs> Did it... <clears throat> Hold on there. What? <laughs> Who said anything about dying? Feel like, <laughs> and he opens the door and then starts rushing outside the door. While, uh, <laughs> while Spencer is puking, um, Sean will look at you, Dave, and he'll say, the man said that if we didn't stop acting a certain way that we would die. Did he now? Yeah. And Dave's just going to slowly turn his head to Spencer, who's vomiting out the side <laughs> of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I, I, I finish up and then, like, lean back in and close the door. Ooh, man, those, uh, those donuts, huh? So, Spencer, just a couple of quick words here. You know about the language rule that I kind of, you know, asked the two of you to follow while the kiddos are around? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Gonna need to throw on an addendum to that rule. Uh, no more telling my children that they're gonna die, alright? <laughs> I look back at them and just give them the <laughs> shittiest stare. And then look back at you and smile. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. All right. On God. For real, for real. No cap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cut a quick glance back at them and, like, squint my eyes. You know, I can see the way you're looking at them. This is, it's a big car, but we're all, like, right here. So... <laughs> Hey, don't you have a trucker to attend to? <laughs> I'm trying to, but you fucks keep making me tend to you. <laughs> Language. Ah, GD it. Yeah, Dave will let oh it go God, at this point. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, tear off a, sh- a part of a shirt or something. <laughs> Creep manages to d- do what he can. Go ahead and roll me wisdom. Yeah, my best stat. Yeah, I did it. So you you have some extra clothes in here because you're planning on going ice ice fishing. And, you know, if anything should happen, it's always good to have extra clothes. And um, I think you would also probably have some, uh, like, tinder and uh, and a lighter so you could start a fire if you wanted. Um, Not a very large one, but decent enough. so you managed to create a decent bandage for um, for this man's head. He doesn't really move much. Like I said, he, he continues to have this very shallow, very ragged sort of breathing. Um, his, his head continues to kind of loll to either side. Um, he doesn't really appear to be moving a whole lot, but you do not see the blood continuing to flow down his face at this point. You would imagine that you've uh, you've put it on tight enough that it's uh, it's staunching the blood. Alright. Um, 
after he finishes dressing the wounds, I think Dave's next brilliant idea is uh, he's actually going to call 911 <laughs> um, <laughs> to see if he can have anyone talk him through, like, tending to this guy properly uh, in case he's, like, concussed or actually dying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, the phone rings twice, and then you hear, Bemidji Police Department, what's your emergency? Oh, hey, uh, I think a friend of mine just called you. Um, we're stuck in a field. <laughs> he doesn't specify what field. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, there was another fella uh, caught in a car accident. He's not doing too great. I don't have a lot of experience in uh, treating people with injuries, so um, I'm kind of hoping someone can maybe help walk me through some things to make sure this guy makes it, you know? When uh, when we were called before, you, y'all are the ones over on I-74, right? Dave gives us a moment of thought and then says yes. Right, okay, so yeah, we pinged your location, but they didn't say anything about anybody being injured. We got, uh, we got some officers. Like, you'll hear her kind of clacking on a computer for a second, and... We could probably have someone there within 45 minutes. Do you think he's gonna make it? Uh, he's, uh, not quite awake. Doesn't look too great, but, um, it's hard for me to tell. Uh, his truck was in bad shape. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to go and get our EMT, Vanessa. All right? She just lives a couple of blocks down the road. I'm going to call her. And if she doesn't answer, I'm going to go down to her house. I'm going to pound on the door. Uh, Can I get a callback number for you? Yeah, Dave will rattle off his number. Um, She'll write it down and she'll say, Okay, uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, The name's Dave. Okay, Dave. I want you to remain as calm as possible. Keep that heat going, okay? Because you want to try and keep him as warm as possible because if he's lost a lot of blood, he's going to be cold. So keep the heat going, all right? And uh, we'll call you back here in 15 minutes here, okay? Yeah, all right. It sounds like a plan. I'll uh, I'll uh, pay attention to my phone, so hey, no problem. Hey, you, you, have, have you put a bandage or something? Have you, have you tied something tight around a wound? Yeah, uh, I just did that. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, I'm going to go, and like I said, I'm going to get Vanessa, and we'll be calling you back here right quick, okay? All right, sounds like a plan. We'll uh, stay put. You ain't going anywhere. All right, good. Okay, Dave. And uh, she'll hang up the phone, and uh, you guys go back to waiting. Hey, 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 Dave. Yeah. Oh, if you need anything, I'm going to start ruffling through all the bags of merch that I purchased. I've got a Bemidji State Beavers football pennant. I've got this $300 blanket. Yeah, uh, I know this is going to be a bit forward of me, but uh, since you're all wet and stuff, why don't you go strip down there and wrap yourself up in that blanket? And I have some extra clothing back here, too, that you should probably bundle in. Ah, oh, gee, did. I was supposed to send all this to my wife. Now it's used. Uh, I suppose sacrifices must be made, you know, to stay alive. And Dave's going to slowly reach over and turn the heat up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to look at Spencer when he does it, though. <laughs> hey, at least now it's a $300 blanket with a story. All right. So um, in maybe 15 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, possibly 20, uh, your phone rings with a number that you don't recognize, but the number does show up um, in your caller ID, and you would recognize the area code as Bemidji. Yeah, Dave will answer. Uh Hello, it's Dave. Hi, um, this is, uh, Vanessa Tharman. I, uh, 
was told that you got somebody in, in, in bad shape. Uh, so I'm going to need you to do a few things for me, okay? Yeah, just uh, say it. All right, okay, so here's what you're going to need to do first. Do you got uh, an analog watch or uh, some sort of a stopwatch or a timer? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so the first thing that I'm going to need you to do is I need you to take his pulse, and you're going to count the beats in that 60 seconds, okay? From the start of the 60 seconds all the way until the timer sounds, okay? Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's no problem there. And uh, Dave will go ahead and do that. It's faint and weak and very low. Oh, it's faint and weak and very low. Okay, so that's uh, not good. Yeah, that's no good. He, okay, so here's what we need you to do, okay? I need you to put him in a position to try and get his feet up in the air and try and get the blood towards the torso, okay? Try and keep the head up and the feet up, okay, if you can. Yeah, I think we can manage that. Um, Dave's gonna wang jangle this dude in the back seat to lay him down and put something under his uh, legs so that, you know, he's, um, so his legs are lifted up. Um, anything in the car should do. Yeah, absolutely. You take uh, the $300 Bemidji blanket and you, uh, <laughs> stuff it under his, uh, under his knees to kind of keep him up and then you stuff a couple of t-shirts under his head to kind of keep that up as well. And, uh, you notice that the color seems to have drained from his face, but his fingers and, and chest appear to be pinker than they were before. All right. Okay, so the only other thing that you can really do at this point is, well, this, this isn't a great option, but you could try to cauterize the wound. You got any way to, to heat something up uh, real hot? You know, uh, I actually do have the means of making a small fire. Okay, so... Uh, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to take something metal, and uh, you're gonna heat it up real good, and you're gonna want to hold him down, and you're gonna try and get all of the sides of the wound. And trust me, this is gonna create a much bigger scar for him than he probably wants. But I would imagine that getting home to see his family is gonna be priority one. So I I think that as close as we got officers at this point, as as bad as the weather is out there, I I, I think your only option is to try and cauterize it because we're still looking at 30 minutes out at least. All right. Yeah. Uh, Not too thrilled to be doing this, but like you said, uh, if it could save a man's life, I think it's the best option we got. So let's uh, figure out something here. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to stick around here. Once you got all of your stuff taken care of and you're ready to perform, uh, give me a call back and I'll try and walk you through it, okay? Yeah, all right. Uh, just give me a few. Good luck. You're a good man, buddy. Thanks. I'm just doing what anyone else would do, you know, just trying to save a man's life. And he'll uh, set the phone aside and um, look at his buddies up front and say, uh, are either of you got something metal that we can heat up? Gotta cauterize this man's wounds. I immediately look over at uh, at uh, Charlie's crutches. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a box opener. We could put it on the engine. We're gonna have to get it really hot, so. Uh, we we could put it in the semi truck on fire. Yeah, maybe we don't go near the uh, truck that's on fire. Yeah, 
I don't know why you're so obsessed with the truck that's on fire. I don't think it's going to do us any good. <laughs> Maybe it's got scraps of branding irons in the back. Somehow I doubt it. So we're going to have to make do with what we got here. I think I have the means of making a small fire. I can uh, probably grab something in here to build the fire on and uh, heat something up. And Dave's going to slowly <laughs> eye one of your crutches as well. <laughs> <laughs> what is plastered on the side of the truck? Does it have anything labeling? Um, the truck says Viria Trucking on the side. It's a local trucking operation out of Marinette, Wisconsin. It says that all on the side of it. I will hand my cr- one crutch to Dave, and then I'm going to say, I'm going to go see what's in the back of that truck, and try and one crutch it to the truck. Its icon is a dragonfly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you change into dry clothing, and are you leaving the car again? <laughs> I'm just wearing, like, a coat. And nothing else, so I look like a flasher. They're Dave's oh ex-wife's God. clothes, too. <laughs> <laughs> All the buttons are on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Dave, you immediately set to clearing out a spot to build this fire, um you're gathering up anything that you can find that seems even remotely uh, flammable in the truck and you get to work with uh, starting this fire and heating up this crutch and uh, go ahead and give me another dexterity roll, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Mother effer. Thank you. Absolutely a fail. Okay. (laughs) So... You get about halfway into the road, and you hit a small patch of ice that's uh, right over the yellow lines where (laughs) the majority of the traffic is not normally uh, driving, and you just ass over apple carts go straight down. And this one hurts a lot more than the last ones did. Um, You you connect with your leg, and the immobilizer jerks against your... uh, what part of your leg is broken? Is it the shin part or is it the upper part? The it's my ankle. That fucking thing's called. Oh, it's your ankle. Okay. So yeah, you, you like the immobilizer boot, um, like bangs up against the ice as you hit, and it's throbbing right now. <coughs> Dave, Dave. And Dave, you're currently completely preoccupied. The wind is howling. And you're just trying to get low enough and you're sort of like holding out your jacket a little bit to create more of a barrier as you've got this lighter down next to the tinder and you're flicking it over and over and over again and trying to just get this little piece of paper to light that you're <clears throat> trying to use to get this entire uh, setup going. And it's just, it's proving to be incredibly difficult. Spencer, where are you looking currently? I'm just looking out the front of the dash, like, <laughs> looking at, like, uh, power line poles or something like that. So, Spencer, you would see that there is, um, that there are headlights, and you can kind of see them coming uh, from the opposite lane, um, coming towards you uh, a little bit of a distance down the way. It's 
kind of just barely shining through these uh, giant flakes um, that are obscuring your vision. If I see that, then I'll um, kind of lean over to the driver's side of the truck and roll the window down a little bit and yell out to uh, to Charlie. Um, hey, we we got one coming. See if you can flag him down. Uh. And then I, I I don't see him standing up, right? Nope. And then I'm like, ah, shit. I guess, as always, it's time for Spencer to go <laughs> save the day. And so I finally emerge from the truck for the first time. <laughs> and I'm going to go try to um, help uh, Charlie up. I think in true Spencer fashion, though, like you open up the door, you step out, you feel the rush of cold. You take a second, you blow into your hands, you rub them together a little bit, you kind of <laughs> reach up towards the sky towards the cloud stretch you know just yeah I'm gonna make a long step too to try to step over the where all the throw up was <laughs> absolutely and you look and you can see that that truck is getting so much closer and uh, then all of a sudden a sense of urgency kind of comes over you and go ahead and roll me dexterity oh shit Dave uh, just barely under <laughs> So you rush out there and you're kind of slipping and sliding and you do that you do that thing where you kind of like lose your footing a couple of times and you manage to keep yourself up and you're keeping slow choppy paces across the one lane and you grab onto Charlie and you start wrenching him and o- over and as soon as you get him over into your lane, that truck just barrels past and you hear a loud car horn and water just sprays all over both of you and just ice and slush is now covering the two of you and Charlie that was incredibly close like you felt the rush of the wind as that happened <coughs> oh man oh. Uh. thanks Dave <laughs> no Dave's not here I'm I'm uh I'm Spencer Spencer yeah Dave's at the truck Dave's not here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Shaniqua don't live here no more. Spencer, I... I owe you my life. Yeah, we're up to like three or four now. No matter what anybody says, Spencer. You're a good man. Yeah, well, let's uh, get you back up. What, What were we doing over here anyway? Spencer, I was... Kind of check the back of this trucker's truck. See what's inside. Uh, that's a good idea. Let's go and go and see. Maybe there's something we can use. Or here, let's look both ways, huh? Before we cross. Yeah, I I do that. <laughs> it seems relatively clear, and so y'all make your way over there. Um, Dave, you've gotten a fire started. You've uh, set the. You've ripped off the uh, rubber stopper that's at the end of this crutch, and you just have the end of it sort of heating up in this uh, in this fire, and it gets to be red glowing hot while everything else is going on around you. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, great. So if Dave has the implement ready, he's going to uh, get set to work. So opening the car door, getting Vanessa back on the phone, because I think she said she'd hang on until he was ready to go. 
and then he's going to notice that Charlie and Spencer are not here. <laughs> uh, he double checks the kids are still in the back, and if they are, assuming that they are, he's going to just check in with Vanessa and make sure that she's still there. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting, Dave. You ready? All right. Yeah, uh, this crutch is nice and hot, so I think we can do this. You got anybody to hold him down? Because uh, there is always a chance that he'll come to in, in, in the shock. So, <laughs> uh, he looks around again, and, um, so kiddos, I'm going to need to ask you to do me a favor here. <laughs> uh, again, going to need to uh, have you put on your brave faces because we're going to save a man's life today. So come on over. You're going to help hold him down. Vanessa, got my kiddos on board. They both look at you and they kind of nod, but like it's a very side-eyed, like, okay. And uh, Vanessa says, All right, so make sure that you're holding his head still. Because if he shoots up or something like that, you have a red-hot implement that could burn his entire face off. So please, make sure that you hold him down good. All right. Uh, Dave will have switched uh, her to speakerphone now so that everyone, his kids, can hear her instructions, too. And he's going to guide them to, like, brace this dude um, as well as... They're both they're both kneeling on his chest and, like, holding on to either side of his head. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing the best that they can. And uh, you right. go over and you grab onto this red-hot implement and you bring it over to the car door and you're sort of like slowly lowering it in between both of your children. So first you removed the bandage and you can see that the wound has begun to sort of seep a little bit. It's not all blood at this point. There's sort of like this whitish liquid that's also starting to leak out and you're looking at this open wound and you just take one, two, three deep breaths and then you just bring it down onto the one side of the wound and you can hear this sizzling and you can smell the cooking of meat as you're doing this and then all of a sudden you hear just as this trucker is just screaming and your kids are doing everything in their power to hold him down as he's just flailing and you then move the crutch over kind of to the other side and you're still searing onto his flesh and you can still smell this it smells almost like bacon cooking and and you 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 just hold it there and you hold it there longer and he's still continuing to scream and continuing to scream and then you lift it up and he stops and goes back to breathing shallow and you can see that there are tears streaming down both Jason and Sean's face as they're staring up at you and you you hear Vanessa on the phone and she's going that's okay it's it's all okay Dave I promise you that's normal I know it doesn't sound like it is but you're doing the right thing here Dave you're doing the right thing uh, I sure hope so uh, did not enjoy that um, and he's just gonna kind of move the hot thing away from his children in the sky and uh, guide his children away from this poor man, um, telling them that they did good, did a great job, champs. <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, now you gotta wrap it back up, and uh, we'll have officers there in the next 15 minutes, okay? 
okay, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that and, uh, try to find where my friends, where my buddies, uh, kind of went off to. I don't know why they keep leaving the car, so. Okay, so, uh... Uh, Charlie and Spencer, you are at the back of this truck. It is the back end of the reefer is currently open. Like it, it's been broken open from the from the crash, and you can see that it is refrigerated. And there are a bunch of boxes in there. I'm gonna go up and see what's in those boxes. So you would notice the first uh, like row of boxes is a bunch of frozen fish fingers. Oh, great, I'm starving. <laughs> oh, that's different than what I was hoping for. Still pretty good, though. Has the fire start to spread to any of the product in here? Like, are, are there any fish fingers that are probably going to be, like... <laughs> <laughs> I say fish fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fire, the, brand is, name. the fire is mostly uh, in the in the tractor at this point, and so... Not the Reaper at this point yet. <laughs> okay, so I will have to remove the fish fingers and take them to the, the cab to warm them up. Wait, what are you taking? The fish fingers? fingers? <laughs> he called them fish sticks, and then for whatever reason, my head said, um, thought chicken fingers, and then I said fish fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I did say fish fingers. I did oh, say did. fish fingers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> fish sticks are only for gay fish. Just saying. <laughs> All right, Kanye. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, after about 15 minutes, you see... Uh, the telltale signs of blueberries and cherries that uh, appear in the rear view and they pull up next to the vehicle and a couple of more officers pull up next to the vehicle a short amount of time later and they immediately get out and begin to mobilize and uh, make their way towards the truck and one of them uh, goes and wraps on the window where you're sitting on the driver's side, uh, Dave, and motions for you to roll it down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, t- t- sorry we're late, man. Uh, we, 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 where, where's the guy? Where's the trucker? Uh, Dave gestures in the back seat. Uh, I did the best I could. You know, I had some pretty good guidance from uh, Vanessa here. And he, like, waves his phone like that matters. <laughs> and uh, he still seems to be breathing, so I hope he's uh, going to do okay. I need a backboard over here. I need a backboard now. And one of the officers runs back to his vehicle and uh, goes to the trunk, and you see he comes back with this large uh, orange, uh, like, stretcher-looking uh, device that has these sort of pads that look like they go around, like, the head and neck area, and they immediately go to ripping off the pads, and they start sliding it under this gentleman, and they uh, get him strapped down and then they move him to the back seat of one of the squad cars and begin to radio for more help. And uh, then one of the other officers comes over, a female with a blonde ponytail. She's, she's got the, you know, ear-flapped uh, sort of furry hat on, and it's got the, the Bemidji badge um, in the center of it. And when she comes over, she says, uh, 
So we're gonna get a wrecker out here for the truck as soon as possible. Do you wanna ride back with us or you wanna stay here and wait for the wrecker? I uh, think we're good getting out of here as soon as we can. So uh, if you have the room for it, we'd love to get out of here. Yeah, all right, we, we can totally manage that. Uh, let me go and uh, get your friends. They look like they're uh, fucking with the truck over there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand why. Uh, Charlie kept falling in the snow right over there, over and over and over again. I kind of just let them do what they want now. So everybody loads back into the cop cars then. You are all separate from the trucker, but um, everybody else is like grouped up into various vehicles. I think that, Dave, you're with your two kids in the back, and then um, uh, Charlie and Spencer are both in the back of another squad car and they take you back to your hotel room. Uh, the kiddos are probably <laughs> pretty exhausted, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, they have not said a word since they helped you cauterize that man's face. Yeah, not a peep. Super fair. Is uh, Dave, I know his stomach was turning earlier. Did that go away, or is that still kind of nope. ongoing? No, you still, you feel like shit. All of you ah. feel like shit at this point. Then, yeah, uh, Dave's just going to turn to Charlie and Spencer with his kids at either side and say, um, so I think we're just going to take a little bit of a breather. Um, kiddos could probably use a nap. I could use a little bit of a lay down myself. So uh, we're going to head up to our room there and uh, maybe we can circle back around later today. You know, meet up for dinner or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, all that cold, I think I'm just going to go and... Uh hang out in the hot tub for a little while. Hey, Dave. Yeah. You know, I don't feel so good either. Yeah, might have been something in Dunkin' Donuts, because uh, I've not been feeling too great either. I don't know. And Spencer threw up. And the kids threw up. And my Yelp review is just plummeting, Dave. Well, I'm sure we'll be honest. That's all we can ask for. I'll see you in the morning, okay? Dave just nods, and uh, he'll scamper off with the kiddos. Everyone goes and does their respective activities for the rest of the evening. And you all go to sleep. And the next morning, you hear... Good morning, Bemidji! It's 7.01 a.m. and a brisk 7 degrees outside with a chance of flurries all day. I am Mike Wolf with KAPL and this is your morning grind! Starting off the day with Braxton Barfel's seminal 2001 hit, Who Was In My Hole Last Night? And Dave, when you come to and you wipe the sleep from your eyes, you see that your kids are jumping on the bed next to you. And Jason looks up wide-eyed and he goes, Dad, 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 are we going to go to the lake today? Are we going to go to the lake? Who woke up swollen and bruised? Beer on my jacket and I can't find my shoes. And if my memory serves, which now it struggles to do, I mean a whole slide of trouble again. Who was in my hole last night? Who got me into that fight? Was it the devil? Was it me? Was it the drinking and the 
to that fight Was it the devil? Was it me? Was it the drinking and the slurred drunken speech? Who was in my hole last night? My head is spinning within I say you'll never see me drinking again Put that damn hole in my in my whole life.